everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's September 28th, it's 2021, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my buddy, Eyes819, Keith Eisen. What's happening, Keith? I uh, just got this Monday night football game on in the background. Uh, played very little Zeke and didn't play any of either defense. Both defenses have a touchdown, so that that's going great. But other than that, I'm good. Oh, you could have been like me and just turn it off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Fandle didn't play Zeke. And uh, DraftKings, my Zeke team's don't have hurt so i mean i'd, I'd turn it off uh <laughs> moving on <laughs> i mean that's the that's the great thing about dfs you can just move on and next um, slate right yep <laughs> so we could talk some baseball uh early baseball something went really well for me um when you know had vado a lot um and um so ready to get into this 13 game slate like we talked about yesterday it's the last week of the regular season. So, I mean, some of these teams are playing for a lot and um, that matters to me down the stretch. So be paying attention to that. We get started here with the Boston Red Sox, Baltimore Orioles, Chris sale against Bruce Zimmerman on this one, nine and a half total in this game. And the Red Sox are a two seventy five favorite here. Um, give me your thoughts here on Chris sale. Yeah, I mean, the, the only concern here is the leash, right? Like he's going to be probably around that 90 pitch mark is kind of what he's been at recently, sometimes a little bit below that. But they're they're in the thick of a wild card hunt here. They, they need to win. So I think they, they let him get that 90 pretty comfortably or, or at least up to it. Um, but we have a lot of good pitching on this slate. Um, I don't think he is my top one or two option. Uh, great tournament play. Um, but just hasn't quite shown the elite strikeouts that we were used to before his injury. Um, so I like sale. I'll play some of them, but he's, he's not like one of my top two options probably. Yeah. I mean, came back from COVID, um, pitched 79 pitches and then threw 89 pitches last time out against the Mets. I wouldn't be shocked if they let him go 90, 95 in this one, if he's pitching well, maybe a hundred, um, 95 is his max on the season, and I think that's way more likely than 100. But when you look at this Baltimore lineup, a lot of strikeouts um, in this lineup. Sale is not in that, like, 10-4 range, so it's nice that he's only 9,400. But, I mean, you're kind of getting the price. Um, you're not getting really a big discount because he's just not going to throw as many pitches as some of these other guys on the slate. So I think Sale's in play. I think Boston hopefully wins this game as a Red Sox fan. Um, Bruce Zimmerman on the other side of this, you know, coming back from the IL here, uh, it was an ankle injury. Um, and I mean, he had two rehab starts, so maybe he gets his normal amount of work here, but I mean, I'm not playing him against the Red Sox, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the Red Sox are one of the best offenses on the slate, in my opinion. I think they set up really well against the lefty tough ballpark for a fly ball pitcher. Uh, definitely not playing any Zimmerman. Boston in Baltimore against the lefty. Sign me up. Um, I mean, Kiki Renfro. Renfro hit second over the weekend um, against, I think it was Jordan Montgomery. I think it's Sunday. So, I mean, if we get Renfro batting second, that's a fantastic lineup spot. But, I mean, I like all the Red Sox here. This is a great spot, like you mentioned. Um, 
I think they're one of the top stacks on the slate, if not the top stack. I mean, because Zimmerman, I don't expect him to pitch too deep here. Baltimore bullpen, Red Sox playing for something. I mean, the only little concern is like maybe getting pinch hit for, but I think overall, um, I'm all I'm all about some Red Sox here. I am right there with you. I think they're they're one of, if not the top offense on the slate. You've got a Coors game on this slate. So if people want to play Coors instead of Boston, I'm I'm all for that. If that takes away some ownership from this spot, um, Renfro and Kiki are the, are both very nicely priced in the low fours. JD too. So um, yeah, Boston is is my favorite offense on the slate. Yeah, and don't forget about playing these lefties like Devers and Schwarber. If they do crack the lineup. I mean, Renfo, Kiki, and JD being so cheap that, I mean, you could definitely take some shots on these lefties or play Vasquez or Dahlback if you want to go full righty, but the lefties are going to be low-owned in an amazing spot. Uh, Baltimore side, I don't really have any interest here in Baltimore. Like, if we're not playing sale, it's more pitch count. It's not Baltimore's offense scaring us off of him. Yeah, that, that's correct. Um, I don't have any interest in Baltimore against sale. 13-game slate, folks. Um no. Yankees and Blue Jays. This series means a lot. Um, nine and a half total here. The Blue Jays are a 120 favorite. Jamison Tyon against Ryu. Ryu coming back from the 10-day DL was dealing with a little bit of a neck injury. I think we see him throw his normal 80 to 90 pitches here. Uh, but let's start with Jamison Tyon. Any interest in him? Just don't like picking on Toronto. Um, he's had a had a good enough season. Price tag is is in a fine spot. If it, if it were a different matchup, I would have interest. But uh, there's a lot of good pitching on this slate. I don't think we need to mess with Tyon. Yeah, I mean, you have to have a righty that is elite against right-handed hitters to face Toronto, and that's just not Jamison Tyon. Allows a lot of hard contact. Twenty three percent K rate. He doesn't walk people. He hits. He throws a lot of strikes. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a good or bad thing when you're facing Toronto and you give up that much hard contact. So, I mean, there's a reason that the Blue Jays are favored in this game. This offense is fan- fantastic, and um, I'm going to pass on Tyon. And then Ryu on the other side, I mean, I don't mind like a really strong pitcher against the Yankees, but, I mean, I'm not playing Ryu. He's just below average strikeout rate, a lot of – hard contact hardly generates any soft contact going up against this Yankees lineup uh, way more interested in the bats in this game than the pitching. Yeah. I, I like the bats better too. Um, Ryu was really bad before his short little IL stint there too. So you just, you have no idea what you're going to get. Very tough matchup. No interest in him. All right. Let's talk bats. Um, I mean, outside of judge, the Yankees are kind of priced down here. I mean, we talk about September baseball and games that matter. I mean, I want people from the Red Sox. I want people from this game. Like these games matter so much. And the Yankees seem like they're a little underpriced for this matchup. Yeah, I agree with you. This is another spot. I think you can play the lefties. Ryu does not have a wide split in his career, even a little bit reverse split. So Rizzo and Gallo are both in the low four K's. I think both of them make a lot of sense. Hopefully people are scared off by the lefty lefty and you can get them at low ownership. Um, Stanton and judge obviously in play. Um, And then, I mean, fill out your stack however you want to, but yeah, a lot of interest in the Yankees here. Just a lot of inconsistency from, from Ryu throughout the year, even despite the, the recent IL stint. 
Uh, Blue Jays. I mean, I'm home run chasing here with the Blue Jays, which is their whole lineup. Um, the only thing that we have a lot of good pitching on this slate, and these guys are priced way up. Um, so, I mean, you're going to sacrifice some pitching on a slate where pitchers are going to be a premium. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Blue Jays? Yeah, completely agree with that line of thinking. It's going to be really difficult to full stack them, but I love it as a, as a home run spot. Um, I, I think the, the optimal lineup construction is going to be to pay up twice for pitching um, just because there's so many good options. You're, you're, you'd be rooting for way too many guys to fail uh, if you were trying to get cute and play somebody in the lower range of, of the pitching. So to fit in the Blue, Blue Jays stack, I mean, if we get a couple of really low-owned value bats that are um, low-priced value bats, I should say, that, that have good lineup spots, maybe it gets easier to fit in. Um, but without that, it's it's just going to be tough to full stack them. So uh, don't, definitely don't mind looking for some home runs, though. All right. I mean, it, it's like we have, uh, you know, we start this podcast off with a bunch of games that matter. Well, another game that matters. We got Philly at Atlanta. Zach Wheeler, Charlie Morton, two really good pitchers. I mean, this this really could decide the NL East. Um, I mean, not fully, but if Atlanta goes in and and – and beats and sweeps Philly here in Atlanta. Um, I mean, it's pretty much locked at that point. So, um, all right, let's start here. Oh, I guess the totals in this game, we got to seven and a half and the Braves opened at one twenty-five. They're down to one fifteen in some places. Um, any interest here in Zach Wheeler? Wheeler has been outstanding. I mean, probably the most consistent pitcher in baseball this season um, just from the very start of the season all the way through has been just great. Uh, don't love the matchup against Atlanta. He's priced up a little bit, um, but I think it's a spot where, where they need him. He has one of the longest leash, leashes in baseball. So, I mean, I like Wheeler a lot in this spot. It, it's not an ideal matchup, but um, I think he comes out here and, and, pitches a good game, racks up some strikeouts, and I think he pitches deep, very deep into the game too. So um, if, if Atlanta is swinging and missing quite a bit, I think Wheeler can find a, a ceiling game. Yeah, I mean, people call me crazy when I said the Mets were crazy for letting Zach Wheeler go. Um, I mean, this guy was like uber talented before he got hurt early in his career. And um, I mean, we're just – we're getting to see – we're getting to see that Zach Wheeler healthy pitching. Well, he started four games against the Braves this season. He's averaging 28 fantasy points. He has 34 strikeouts and 26 innings. He's only allowed four earned runs in those 26 innings. I think that, you know, kind of just gives you an idea of his like possible ceiling here. And like you said, pitch count wise, I mean, if this guy is pitching well, we might see like a hundred to 110. I think it'd be closer to a hundred, but, They've been very careful with his pitch count this season, but I do think, you know, it's somewhat interesting to just kind of look at Wheeler in this spot and, you know, just chase that, you know, ceiling game like you were talking about. Uh, Charlie Morton on the other side of this game. I mean, Charlie Morton has a 28% K rate on the season. Um, the Philly lineup in general, Harper Romuto, really strong. McCutcheon, much better against lefties. Very patient hitter. Brad Miller has actually been very patient, even though he has a 27% K rate, he has a 17% walk rate. Charlie Morton, 9,200, peak your interest. 
He absolutely does. Uh, I mean, you look at Morton's season-long numbers, and they look really good. But if, if you remember the back of the beginning of the season, he really struggled the first, like, month, month and a half of the season. So for him to turn it around and put up the season that he has, I mean, that just speaks to, to how good he's been since that first month. Um, a, another kind of tough matchup, but a, just a very talented pitcher, and there's, there's a lot of strikeouts here. Um, yeah, I, I like Morton, and he's one of the like cheaper price guys that I think have, have a ton of upside too. So um, there's, there's even a couple of more guys we're going to talk about in this 9 to 10K range on this slate. But uh, yeah, Morton, Morton's absolutely squarely in play for me. Um, any interest here in the Phillies' bats? No, I mean, I just talked about how much we liked Morton. Um, great control, high strikeouts. I just – I don't even think I want to chase home runs here. Um, probably probably just a spot to avoid for me. Yeah, I mean, Morton's not typically a big fly ball guy. Um, I mean, he's not a guy that typically will go out and give up multiple home runs in a game. I mean, maybe one, but – I mean, it's a 13-game slate trying to pinpoint that home run. And, I mean, Zach Wheeler on the other side of this game, I just I just said it. Like, you know, he's faced this team four times, and he's allowed one home run in 26 innings. Like, I'm going to stay away from the bats in this game and just purely enjoy watching a really good baseball game, and um, I think both these pitchers are going to throw well. Yep, same for me. And Atlanta's really priced up, too. So, yeah, definitely no interest there. <laughs> All right, we go from – Games that matter to games that don't. Um, <laughs> Detroit Tigers, Minnesota Twins, eight and a half total. The Twins, a two ten favorite. Barnes against Alexander. Um, any interest here in Tyler Alexander? Uh, no thanks. Uh, we've already talked about several four or so good pitchers, that, and we got a lot more to talk about. So uh, I'm not going to be chasing anything like Tyler Alexander on this slate. Yeah, and Charlie Barnes. I'm I'm in the same boat, man. I just both of these guys. I, I mean, these are two offenses that maybe I look for like one or two cheap bats um, on both sides to just kind of complete some lineups because I, I, I think both these pitchers are going to struggle. Um, and I think both of these offenses, I mean, as like, I don't know if I'd full stack them, but maybe a secondary stack, like a secondary game stack. I don't know if I want to play three <laughs> from one team. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Detroit bats? Yeah. Like they're not super cheap either. Um, like Haas is 4,500. He, he would have been like the first bat I wanted to get in, but I don't love that price. Um, scope is okay at 44. You, I, I think you can find a home run there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have interest in a, in a full stack of either of these teams. Um, but I, I do like some of the value, like one or two, if you want to fit it in. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's enough upside for a full stack. Yeah, I mean, Haas and Scope would be the guys that I think I'd be looking at. Um, just hate using that first base spot for Scope. Um, these guys might actually end up being more like FanDuel plays for me. And then on the Minnesota side, I mean, Buxton and Donaldson, Garver. I mean, I could definitely see that as like a little three-man stack there. Um I mean, it's not overly expensive. It's not super cheap, but I definitely like the Minnesota like three man a little bit more than the Detroit. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, I'll throw some no in there too. Um, 
might might strike out four times. Probably not against Alexander though, but definitely alive for a home run. So um, he's the cheap power bat I'd look to. Um, but yeah, I like the three you mentioned as well. And I, I mean, Kepler is 3,700. I think you can play him lefty lefty if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to make the five man, I think you could fit him in there. All right. We go to St. Louis. We got Milwaukee and St. Louis Woodruff against Adam Wainwright's um, seven total pick them game. Vegas is like, we don't care how many games the Cardinals have won in a row. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Talk to me here about Woodruff. The Cardinals just don't lose anymore. You can't play him. No, I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. Um, just, yeah, tons of upside here. Uh, Cardinals not the highest strikeout lineup, but Woodruff is is an elite strikeout pitcher. Um, a little concerned that Milwaukee's clinched and they don't really have anything left to play for, so there's no real reason to push him. He's kind of been hanging out in that 90-pitch range, um, which is fine. I mean, he can absolutely strike out 10 with 90 pitches. So um, I'll have a little bit of him um, definitely in play, but not the highest strikeout upside matchup with St. Louis. And they all they do is win here recently. Um, but yeah, I, I think you've got to mix him in if you're getting uh, more than like three lineups in. Yeah, he dominated this team last week. Um, they've really like stretched him out as far as like days off and stuff. Um, so I was trying to figure it out earlier. I don't know if this would be his last start before the playoffs or not. Um, maybe they let him go Saturday. Um, I would have to see when they play, but I was trying to figure it out because um, I don't know if it would be Woodruff or Burns um, starting that first game for Milwaukee. So, um, I mean, I think he's okay. I definitely worry about, like, pitch count, but, I mean, he, he just – he had what um, ten strikeouts and ninety three pitches against St. Louis last week. So I mean, while we're concerned, the the upside and ceiling is still there. Um, Adam Wainwright on the other side of this game, he's nine K. Struggled. I, I mean, how did they come out and win that game against Milwaukee? <laughs> like it's just that's just how well they're playing right now. Um, I mean, for a nine K pitcher, I just don't know if he has that same ceiling, but. I want to I want to say this. I want to see what this Brewers lineup looks like. Because if it's a B lineup, sure, play Wayne right, but if they roll their A lineup out there, I'm probably going to pass at 9k. Yeah, I mean, he's priced right there with a lot of the other guys we've already talked about. Um, I mean, I'd much rather play Morton for strikeout upside than Wayne Wright. Um I mean, I, th I think Wainwright is fine. I th he can definitely go out there and throw seven or eight innings and not give up a run and, and get you there. Um, but there's just so much more strikeout upside in other places on this slate. So um, he's perfectly fine if you want to play him, but I, I do worry about the upside. Uh, any interest here in the Brew Crew bats? No, uh, a lot of respect for Wainwright as a pitcher. Um, he's great control, um, can throw ground balls. So, so I'm not I'm not chasing Milwaukee here against Wainwright. Yeah, I really don't have any interest in either side of the game as far as bats go. Um, we got some good bat spots. I mean, we talked about the Yankees and the Blue Jays. We talked about the Red Sox. Um, this is just one of those games I'm going to kind of cross off for bats. Yeah, uh, did right you have any interest you. in the Cardinals at all? No, I, I don't. I don't want to attack Woodruff. All right, we got L.A. 
the Angels going up against the Texas Rangers here. Uh, nine and a half total. Pick them game. Some books have Texas as the favorites. Um, Nottington against Alexi. Any interest here in Packy Nottington? He's he has not been good. Um, the, the, it's the right matchup and the price is right. Um, if it were a different slate, maybe you could uh, squint and talk yourself into it. But um, there's just too much upside. There, there's. I mean, he would have to get really lucky just to get you 15, and I'm not sure that's good enough on this slate. So. No yeah, I mean, this is uh, he was never a big strikeout guy in the minors either. Um, he's a lefty face in Texas, and I get it, but I think I'm gonna pass on him. Um, AJ Alexi on the other side, I kind of like him a lot, and you yeah, knew it's... I was gonna say that. <laughs> um, I mean, so he came out in his first two starts, got the Rockies, got the Angels, had two really good, strong outings, and then just ran into Houston and the Yankees. like. I mean, you go from facing two really weak offenses to facing two powerhouse offenses, especially against right-handed pitching. I think this is a great spot to maybe get Alexi at low ownership who can put up 20-plus at 6,300. Yeah, I think he has the highest upside of the value pitchers for sure. Um, the walk rate is a little bit terrifying. Um, yeah, 19% walk rate. Um, two very tough matchups, but he, he has shown elite strikeout stuff in the minors. So um, I, I agree with you. He's the highest upside guy. And if you're trying to fit um, one of the big stacks in, it's going to be tough to pay up for two pitchers. So if, if you're trying to b- make a build like that, I think Alexi is the value pitcher to look to. I mean, we're going to get into two soft toss and lefties in course. Um, so I mean, not like having an option for a cheaper pitcher makes a ton of sense. And I think Alexi's kind of that guy for me. Um, I mean, I remember talking about him in this spot a few weeks ago and, and just loving him. I mean, this is a guy that had elite strikeout stuff in the minors. Um, big time prospect, has good stuff. I mean, again, he just ran into two really good offenses with Houston, and then he had to pitch against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium when the Yankees are trying to make the playoffs. I mean, I think this is a spot you go back to the well. Um, and, I mean, the Angels lineup outside of Otani and Walsh stinks. Um, as far as bats go, those are the two guys that I'd be potentially looking at here because <laughs> the rest of the lineup stinks. Yeah, I mean – I would want to attack that walk rate if it was a more talented offense. Um, I don't mind some of the value guys. Like I think you could play Stassi. Um, I mean, but then you're talking about guys like Mayfield and Goslin, who are all near minimum price. So if you need value bats, I don't mind looking to the angels for, for a secondary stack. Um, there's, if he's not, if Alexi is, doesn't have his command and he's putting guys on base, I, I mean, I could see a, a scenario where that works out for the angels. Yeah, but I, okay. So if I'm looking for cheaper bats, I think I'd go to the Texas side first. I mean, the Texas bats are extremely cheap. Noddington's not good. Um, I mean, I think I'd be looking at something like, I mean, <sighs> good luck figuring out who you want to play. Yeah. There's not much talent on that offense either. Um, I mean, I kind of is probably the, yeah. The top option. Uh, Solak. Heim, if he gets yeah. a good lineup spot, cheap catcher. Um, 
Culberson is someone that's throughout his career had power against lefties. You can maybe take a shot on him, but I mean, you're probably going to find better options. So, all right, moving on. We got Cincinnati going up against Chicago White Sox. The Reds are still in, right? Um, They're five and a half back with seven or six to play. So, I mean, one loss or one Cardinals win, I think they're out, but which stinks because I really wanted to see the Reds make the playoffs. Um, That offense has so much power. Anyway, moving on, we got um, O'Brien against Lopez here. This game is currently at nine and a half. It's uh, White Sox for a 175 favorites. Um, I mean, let's talk about Cincinnati here. Going into Chicago, um, any interest in the Reds? Um, I, I've got O'Brien pitching for the Reds. Is that what yep. you see? Yeah. Um, major league debut. Um, not a big prospect. Uh, he does. He did strike out a good number of guys though. Um, 24.7% strikeout rate this year in AAA. So I think he's the other value pitcher that could potentially be in play. Um, didn't ever go real deep into his minor league starts. He was usually in that four to five inning range and obviously a much tougher matchup. Uh, than what Alexi is dealing with. Um, but you do save a little over $1,000. So, I mean, he's the other guy that's in the conversation. I'd probably go to Alexi first, um, but I, I think if, if you were desperate for the extra 1000 I think you could play O'Brien. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that was drafted by Tampa, Tampa Bay. Um, he has an above-average curveball from what I was reading. So, I mean, I would definitely want to, like – I want to dig into the White Sox against curveballs and like how this lineup is against curveballs and like who's in the lineup and whatnot. But I mean, I'm probably playing Alexi over him nine out of 10 times here. Um, and then on the other side, Renato Lopez, I mean, this is an easy pass for me too. Um, I mean, the dude gives up a bunch of home runs and the Reds just, you know, hit 15 home runs. It seemed like on Monday. So they're, they're ready to keep hitting them. Yeah, I, I wanted to make Lopez work in this spot, but ultimately too much power on the red side. Like he's got a decent strikeout rate. He just doesn't, he's not going to pitch very deep. And like you said, that that power threat from the reds um, against the fly ball guy, that, that might not work out so well for him. So yeah, ultimately going to be a pass for me too. The reds are going to get a DH in this spot too. So, I mean, that's even better. Um. Cincinnati bats. I mean, obviously, I think you got to start with Vado and Castellanos. Um, what else do you like here for the Reds? Yeah, I mean, they're they're pricey. The the their big three. India is the other guy there um, that's in the five K range. Um, I do like Farmer and Suarez. I think are um, some cheaper options, and both of them could hit you a home run as well. Uh, Stevenson has a fine price tag as well. Um, so yeah, I, I think the Reds are definitely in play. Uh, White Sox, any interest in them here? Yeah, you got a guy making his his major league debut, so I think you can definitely look to a, an offense as talented as the White Sox in that spot anytime. Um, Abreu is is very fairly priced. I like Mancata as well. Jimenez is is still down there. Um, Robert at the in the top range with Anderson. So uh, yeah, I, I like the White Sox as a full stack, even because 
I mean, he could, the O'Brien could go out there and just completely bomb in his debut and you'd be in business into the early stages of that Cincinnati bullpen. That's not great anyway. All right. Um, moving on. We got Tampa Bay at Houston. Michael Walker against your Kitey. This game nine total, and the Astros are a 150 favorite, it looks like. Um, any interest here in Michael Walker? He has an attractive price tag. He's 6,600 on DK, uh, but. It's a very tough matchup. I mean, Houston is one of the tougher matchups in all of baseball with their power and patience. Um, Brantley still on the IL obviously uh, does help that situation a little bit, but there's still plenty of, of talent on that Houston offense. He's probably in the conversation with, with Alexi, but he just, he doesn't quite get there. Um, He's, he's right at an average strikeout rate. So not a ton of upside, but at 6,600, I mean, it, it probably works out. I don't know, one, one in 10 times or something like that, but definitely not going to be a high owned play. It'd be a strictly a tournament dart throw in a 20 lineup build or something like that. Yeah. I mean, Tampa needs, I think, win one game out of this um, series to clinch home field um, and best record in the AL. So, I mean, for that reason, maybe, but I mean, it's a tough matchup. You know, one of the reasons that we like AJ Alexi is because his matchup is so soft. I mean, your Kaidi on the other side, it's a tough matchup for him too. I mean, Houston obviously still playing. They haven't clinched the division yet. They have a chance to have best record, but I mean, overall, I'm probably not going to play your Kaidi here. Tampa's a good offense and he has the upside of 8,600. I just don't play enough lineups to get to him, I think. Yeah, I mean, there are a ton of options just above him where you need to find like between 400 and like $1,000 and you can play the best plays on the slate. So not a slate where I think you need to do that. If he was 1000 cheaper, then he would be in the conversation as a value play, but simply just a salary tag that is too close to the elite options on the slate for me. All right. Um Tampa bats anything? I I don't think he's really Arkady is really a guy that I want to attack either. Um, pricing is yeah, t- Tampa's priced up, especially Lau and Cruz. Meadows I think would be a fine play at four one, and or Rosarena wouldn't mind throwing Wendell in that to kind of make it a three man, um, but not a spot I love for Tampa Bay. I won't have very much. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. Um, I don't see a lot of value here. I mean, you could target any right-handed power bat here if you want to chase a home run. Your Kite is a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact and fly balls to righties. So, I mean, if you want to take a shot on, like, Nelson Cruz, he's just so expensive. Mike Zanino, probably my favorite play from Tampa. You know, this guy has 32 home runs on the season. He has a ton of power against righties and lefties. He's been hitting the ball really well over the last week. So, I mean, I think Zanino and Rose Arena and Meadows, like that's a nice little three, man. I don't mind that. But, I mean, I like Zanino. I think he's probably the guy that I would be targeting the most. And then on the Houston side, I mean, Alvarez, Tucker, these guys have so much power. 
Michael Walker. I don't, my only problem, and like, I'm interested to hear your thoughts too. My only problem with like playing some of these Houston bats is the Tampa bullpen's good, and I don't think Walker is going to pitch like terribly deep into this game. Yeah, my my issue with Houston is their pricing. I mean, they're they're really priced up. Altuve over six K, and then you got Tucker, Bregman, Correa, and Alvarez all over five K. So to full stack this, <laughs> it gets really pricey. And there, I mean, we tried to make some of the value pitching work. And it's just, it's not a great option on this slate. So I'm going to be off Houston, I think, just because of the, I want to pay up for pitching on this slate. So to, to get the Houston stack in there is very difficult. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, too, like if I'm playing a guy like Alexi, it's probably not the Houston offense that I'm going to be targeting. So, uh, all right. We got Cleveland going up against Kansas City. Um, Civil against Singer in this one, and this game currently at seven and a half, and the Royals are a slight favorite. Um, any interest here in Civil? Um, no, not not a ton. Kansas City's done an offense that scares me necessarily, but they don't have huge strikeout rates either. Um, and Savali doesn't really strike many out. Twenty percent strikeout rate on the season, so. Uh, another guy that is just priced too close to the elite guys um, for him to get there on the slate, in my opinion. And then Singer on the other side, I mean, he's had some really good games. Like he just, he just crushed this team last week. He's 8,300. I mean, is he someone that we could chase maybe a 25 plus point game from? Yeah. I think he's the one like mid range guy on the slate that I have some interest in. I don't know if I'll ultimately end up needing it um just see how many lineups i end up building and whatnot but i I do think there's upside for the price here um cleveland not a real scary offense they do have some strikeouts in there uh and singer singer has been really good here uh recently he's put together a couple of ceiling outings in his last in two of his last three so um went seven innings against both the the indians team you just mentioned that one and then the white Sox. he struck out uh, six guys over seven innings. So uh, I think there is upside on the price. I have interest. Um, just kind of depends how much, how many lineups I'm playing um, for how much I'm going to play in. Yeah. I mean, slight interest too. It's just, I don't know. It's do I go up to the top options? Do I go down? Um I think he's okay. I really think like that's kind of how I view him. I think he's okay. Like there's upside in this lineup, obviously. Um, there's so many strikeouts in this lineup. So I mean, that's just what's appealing. Like Reyes, Bradley, Zimmer, Hedges, uh, Jimenez, like they're all over 27%. Like, so I could see Singer being on the right side of variance on this game and just having like another ceiling game against his offense. And I mean, for that reason. I definitely want to have some interest um, on the Cleveland side. Any interest here bats wise? Um, I do have a little, I, I mean, Ramirez is super expensive. I think he would be the guy I wanted and I don't know that I'm going to have the money to do it on this slate. Um, I don't have a ton of interest in the full stack. I, Singer's been good. I think he's a talented pitcher and, and what we're seeing out of him here recently is, is pretty real. Um, so not a ton of interest in a full stack, but I like Ramirez as a, as a one-off if you can fit it. 
Yeah, I mean, Reyes is the other guy, but Singer's been so good against righties. Even when he struggled this season, he's been a good against righties. So I think overall, Reyes, but I mean, he's just so expensive that it's like, am I really going to, am I ever going to get to him? <laughs> it's just where, <laughs> it, where it comes down to for me. Um, any interest in the Kansas City bats? So there, there's a little bit of value here. Not, not real talented value. It's kind of similar, similar to the Texas situation. Um, but I do have a little bit of interest. Benintendi has a nice price. Um, but Savali has good control. So I, I'm not real interested in a full stack here. Um, but I, I think that key secondary stack that, that you can find value with to make things work. Um, I think Kansas City could be in play for that, like Santana, Benintendi, Lopez type thing. Yeah, Perez might not even be in the lineup. He left the game in the eighth inning um, on Monday night. So that's definitely something to kind of pay attention to. Um, moving on, we got Washington at Colorado. Freeland and Corbin in this one and um, 12 total. Rocky's a 150 favorites. Um, any interest here in Corbin? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not playing a pitcher in Coors Field on a 13-game slate, especially a 13-game slate that has uh, seven to eight either ace caliber or very close to ace caliber pitches, pitchers on it. So, no thanks. Yeah, I mean, don't overthink this slate. Like, yeah, we're not playing these guys. Um, I mean, we're not playing Freeland either, right? No, I have no interest. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I got to do my job. Got to ask. Um, yep. All right. Let's talk bats here. We'll start with the Washington side of things. I mean, it's hard not to, it's hard not to have interest because this team actually has, you know, some really good like platoon potential guys. If Zimmerman's in the lineup, he's interesting. Lane Thomas might bat lead off at 4,100 against Kyle Freeland. That's super interesting. Bell's a switch hitter, and he's someone that has um, that could potentially bat like fourth here. I mean, you got to like Washington, and I mean, outside of Bell and Soto, it's it's not an expensive stack. I mean, the guy that I probably have the least amount in is Hasidis <laughs> Escobar at fifty two hundred. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the guy I have the least amount of interest in. Yeah, I agree. They're all fairly priced, I would say, outside of Escobar. He, he's got a little bit of a wonky price, but and uh, uh, even Soto near 6K, lefty-lefty, I'm fine playing that in course field. Soto uh, handles lefties fine. Um, Bell is a little pricey for what he is, but in course field, you can certainly take that shot. Love the Zimmerman call. Lane Thomas will be one of the chalkier batters on the slate. Um, I think whoever catches, probably Ruiz, um, he's in play as well. So, yeah, tons of interest on the Washington side. Um, Rockies Trevor story is $4,600 going up against a lefty in court. (laughs) I mean, he might have massive amounts of ownership here. And I mean, maybe not, who knows? I I would expect it. Um, the other guy that I really like here, if he's in the lineup is Rogers. Um, he, he passed the concussion protocol on Monday. So I'm guessing he'll be back in the lineup here today. Um, CJ Crone, Story, Rogers, one of the best three-man stacks on the slate, I think. Yeah, absolutely. If Hampson is in this lineup, he is twenty eight hundred. Um, so I mean, sometimes they bat him at the top of the order against lefties too. So definitely keep an eye on on that one. 
Um, but yeah, it's, story is probably the top play on the slate. And then I, I don't mind the lefties too, if you want to take shots on them. All right, moving on. We got Arizona at San Francisco. Luke Weaver, Logan Webb facing off in this one. This game is at an eight total, and the Giants are, it looks like, yeah, they're 278 favorite here. Um, We'll note really quick that Brandon Belt um, fractured his left thumb. So that's not a good thing for the Giants. Um, Any interest here in Luke Weaver? Man, that, yeah, that's a bummer about Belt. Um, just a, such a good hitter and just hasn't been able to stay on the field much this year. But, yeah, hopefully they, they figure that out. But uh, Luke Weaver, tough spot for him. Super talented Giants lineup, even without Belt. Um, his price did come down quite a bit. Uh, and he's, I mean, working his way back into his full workload after spending some time on the IL. He was up over 100 pitches his last time. This is another spot where I think the price tag is fine and I wouldn't mind taking some shots, but the context of the slate, I'm not sure that it makes sense. Um, just so many good pitchers in the high range. So I don't mind him as a, a salary saver. It's a tough matchup against San Francisco, but I think we, Weaver has some talent and it looks like he's got his full workload back. Um, I, I wouldn't tell you you're crazy if you wanted to try it. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate the idea of taking some shots. Um, Bell out of the lineup hurts, but overall the lineup is still very good. Um, and, and, I mean, they're still playing for something, too. I mean, there's still – I mean, 102 wins is not good enough yet. Um, you know, they're still battling the Dodgers for not only the NL West, but also trying to get home field. So, I mean, the Giants with everything on the line right now, uh, Logan Webb on the other side of this game. I know he struggled against the Padres last time out, but Keith, I love this spot for him. So um, like Arizona is one of the worst teams in baseball. They have been all season. Um, I mean, them and the, them in Baltimore are battling for that last place. Um, I mean, Logan Webb at 8,900 seems a little underpriced here. I agree with you. Um, I think some of the other pitchers that we were t- we've talked about, like you're just not going to be able to play all of these guys. I think Webb might be the one that gets overlooked. Like people think, and it's it, it is true to an extent. Like Arizona is not the highest strikeout matchup on the board by any means, but I, I really like Webb's talent. Twenty six percent strikeout rate on the year, so. Um, he can provide the swing and miss himself. He doesn't necessarily need the greatest K matchup. So I, I love this spot. And I think it's a game he can pitch deep in because Arizona doesn't offer a lot of threat on the other side. Um, I, I mean, if he comes in low owned, I'm, I'm going to be all over it for sure. Um, if he gets to be chalkier, maybe you back off a little bit, but uh, I, I'm right there with you. I love the spot for Webb. Playing him no matter what. I mean, it's a 13-game suit with a ton of pitching. I don't think any pitcher is going to be, like, super chalk. So, um, I have a ton of interest here in Webb. I'm going to play him a bunch. Arizona Bats, I mean, I'm out. Um, I mean, there's a reason that I like Webb. If I was going to play anybody, it'd probably be Marte. But I'm I'm passing on Arizona. Yeah, I agree. Love love Webb's talent. And Arizona doesn't have much to offer um, in offensive talent. So, I don't think you need to go here. Uh, the San Francisco bats. I mean, Weaver is a decent pitcher. 
San Francisco is kind of pricey. Um, there's a few bats that I like. Yaz, Wade, you know, Longoria, Stella. I mean, I don't mind maybe one or two of those guys. Yeah, I, I don't have a ton of interest. Um, don't mind a, a secondary stack. Maybe I, I like the range that you mentioned there. Um, that Wade, Yastrzemski, Listella, lefty three-man looks, looks good to me. I like that one. San Diego at LA taking on the Dodgers. You Darvish, Walker, Bueller in this one. Um, man, I bet you when they made this schedule, they're like, oh, this is going to be battling. Who's, who's going <laughs> to win? Who's going to win? And um, I don't know about all that. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Eight total in this game. The Dodgers are 190 favorite. Any interest here in you Darvish? Just a super tough matchup for. For Darvish here, um, same price as a lot of the guys we've talked about. Is there a scenario where he goes out and strikes out eight Dodgers? Probably. I mean, it's certainly within his range of outcomes, but I don't think it's something I'm going to be chasing on the slate. I like a lot of the other guys better. Um, I mean, if he comes in like sub 5% or something, sure, take a shot on him. But outside of a scenario like that, I, I don't want to chase a ceiling game against the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, I have way more interest in Walker Bueller in the same game. I mean, the Dodgers are still playing for something. He's kind of struggled here recently, but he's had some tough matchups. I don't mind, you know, getting some exposure to Walker Bueller in this game. Um, definitely more interest in him than Darvish at a cheaper price tag. Yeah, I, I like Bueller quite a bit here. Um, San Diego just hasn't been the same offense since the All-Star break or thereabouts. Um I mean, if, if you pick, cherry pick the right date, they've been a significantly below uh, average offense. So I don't love the recent form from Bueller, but I think he needs to get back on track for the playoffs. They need to win this game. Um, it's He's typically a guy we're concerned about leash with because of his manager. You never know what you're going to get out of Roberts when he gets that hook after five innings just because Roberts isn't feeling it that day or whatever. Um, but I think this is a spot he goes deep because they, they need to win. I mean, they really want to avoid that wild card game. So I like Bueller pitch deep here. I think there's plenty of um, strikeouts in the San Diego offense. Um, I like this spot a lot for Bueller. Um, bats, anything on the Padres? No, I mean, just a great control pitcher in Bueller. High strikeouts. No thanks. I mean, the only thing that I'll say is you can make a slight argument for maybe playing Tatis as a pivot to Story. Um, but, I mean, Story is a much better play. <laughs> yeah. um, Dodgers, Bats, any interest here against Darvish? Not not really. Um, kind of similar to the Houston situation where it's not, like, the greatest spot for them. I mean, even worse so for the Dodgers, obviously, against Darvish, but they're all priced up. I think I'm going to make pitching a priority on this slate, um, so I don't see myself full stacking the Dodgers. And then even even as expensive one-offs, I don't think they make a ton of sense. I mean, Darvish can certainly give up some home runs, but who knows who it's going to come from. So not probably not going to try to pick that spot. Yep. Um, I mean, they're so expensive that I think if you're playing the Dodgers, stacking them. I mean, I don't see playing one-offs or anything like that. I think if you're playing the Dodgers, you're stacking them. Um, so, Oakland at 
Oakland at Seattle, a game that, you know, matters. We talked about this game yesterday. Um, and this game is in the fourth inning, and it's a close game right now on Monday night. Um, Bassett and Kikuchi, there's no lineup for this game yet, um, which makes a ton of sense since they're still playing right now. And it matters a lot. Um, we got Bassett. Any interest in Bassett? Uh, he um, just made his first start back from the IL after missing about a month. Um, he only threw 48 pitches in his last time out. So leash is a major concern here. Um, obviously they're in the, the thick of the playoff hunt and if he can go, they'll push him. But I mean, getting beyond 80 pitches is kind of a tough ask after only throwing 48 your last time out. Um, 8,500 probably just isn't enough of a discount for, for that spot. I mean, you, you love the matchup, um, but I'm, I'm very concerned about the leash. Yeah. I mean, I like the matchup at 8,500, but like you said, this guy hasn't thrown over hundred pitches since July. I mean, that's the biggest concern with Bassett. We have a ton of, a ton of pitchers in this range. Uh, Kikuchi 6,800. I don't want to, but I'll tell you right now. Um, if I was playing 150 lineups, I would definitely have um, exposure to Kikuchi on the slate. And super tough matchup. Uh, he's a guy that's shown some some real strikeout stuff in the past, though. Not, uh, recent form hasn't been great, but I mean, when you when you compare his talent level to some of the other guys that we've talked about, I mean, Alexi with his control issues, a guy making his major league debut, like I, I get your interest there for sure. Um, for me, it's it's a tough matchup. I like how Oakland sets up against lefties. Um, they, they're a platoon heavy team. They're going to roll out a bunch of righties here. So I don't know if I'm going to get there, um, but I, I, I certainly see your um, point there. I, I, Kikuchi has probably the best strikeout stuff in the range. I mean, listen, I, like I said, if I'm playing a bunch of lineups, like I don't play a bunch of lineups anymore, but if I was running out 150, this is a guy with a 25% K rate on the season. This team has strikeouts, even when they platoon. These righties that they're going to roll out there, Chris Davis, Chad Pinder, Marcana, Matt Chapman, like these guys strike out. Murphy, he has like a 27% K rate on the season against lefties. So even their platoon guys strike out. So they have power. Don't get me wrong. This is a guy that could put up negative five fantasy points in this spot. Um, I'm just saying if he has a game where he's on and he's pitching well, this game matters. They'll let him go. Uh, I mean, I feel like they'll let him go 90 pitches if he's pitching well. He's just cheap. So um, that's why I have, you know, a little interest. Um, price, 6800 is cheap. Um, and, and, like, Marte might not even be in the lineup, too, which could potentially help. Um, you know, he was dealing with, um, I think, it was something with his lat soreness or something. I don't remember. Um, anyway, any interest here in the Oakland Bats? Um, yeah, I do like the Oakland bats. I mentioned liking how they set up, uh, against a lefty, um, Chapman is cheap for the power upside that he offers in the spot, obviously high risk K's with Kikuchi's ability on the other side, but Kikuchi will give up some fly balls and some hard contact too. So I really like chasing power here. Um, and I don't mind a full stack with these guys. Um, if Marte is out of the lineup, this becomes a really cheap stack. Uh, like Canna and Chapman are in the low 4Ks. Olsen would be the only expensive one. 
you can get Harrison and Gomes in that stack, uh, both around 4K. So um, if it's Murphy instead of Gomes, he's even cheaper. So, yeah, I, I do like the Oakland stacker. Yeah, I mean, again, Kikuchi, if he's not on, this could be a, a stack that puts up a lot of points. Um, so ton of interest in the bats, too. I mean, the, the hitting conditions are not the best. Um, and one of the reasons that I think Kikuchi's not the worst play is because the hitting conditions are not the best. So, I mean, if this is a big slate, maybe I don't end up on them. Um, I can tell you one thing for certain. I'm probably not stacking Seattle. Kyle Seeger, Mitch Hanniger is one-offs. No problem, but not stacking Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have interest in, in Bassett if we knew he was going to get anything more than like 80 pitches. Um, I think he's a very talented pitcher, so he's going to be out there for probably somewhere between 70 and 80 pitches. That's, I don't know, he can get you four or five innings out of that. I, I'm not interested in targeting that. Um, Oakland's bullpen is good enough. So, yeah, just, just a spot I'm probably going to stay away from. Um. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then um, we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Um, I know who you're going to say, so I won't take your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what made it obvious? Um, I don't, Weaver seems to be rounding into form a little bit here. I'm. Uh, I'll take a shot on Weaver. Who is this guy that I'm ever going to pick? I have no <laughs> idea who it may be. Um, I'll take Alexi. Give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. Actually, it might be a little hard today. There's a lot of good options up here today. There's a, a ton of good options up here. Um, I'm going to go with a guy with a real tough matchup. Give me Jamison Tyon. He just faced this Toronto team, so it's going to be a second start in a row against Toronto. Um, I think Toronto gets the better of Tyon in the spot. I'm going to play the pitch count game and take Bassett. Um, just hoping that he doesn't get enough pitches to get to 15. <laughs> um, over 4K to hit a home run, not in course. Who do you got today? Uh, we Way at the beginning of the show, we talked about him. Um, Boston is just in a phenomenal spot. Give me Hunter Renfro. Oh, you took my guy. Um, all right, hold on. I got to find somebody else now. That's who I was picking. <laughs> I say be your pitcher at least. I think I'll go. I think I'll go judge. I know. Oh, maybe Stan. I'll go Stan. Stan's been hitting the ball hard. I mean, I just watched him just annihilate the baseball against my Red Sox. So I'll go Stan. Yeah. Hopefully he cools off. I hope I'm wrong about that. Under 4K to get two hits. <laughs> um, pure fandom. Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got today? Um, give me Ben Attendee against Savali. Not a big strikeout guy. Um, should throw a lot of strikes. I think Benintendi can get a couple. I can't take cores, but I would take CJ Crone if I could, but I can't. Um, it's just his price is ridiculous today. I'm going to go... Man, I think I'm going to go with another first baseman here and go Luke Voigt um, going up against Ryu. I think it's going to be a rough day um, for the starting pitcher for the Blue Jays. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. All right. I already stole Renfro from you, so I'll go go somewhere else. I wasn't going to take the Red Sox. <laughs> All right. I mean, we, we both love the Red Sox. You know that's in play for sure. Um, I like Oakland tonight. Um, I just They set up well against Kikuchi. I think it's a spot they're going to hit a couple of home runs. Um, I'll take Oakland. I like it. Um, I don't know how they're necessarily going to get there. 
but I think they get there on the slate. I'm going to take Texas to score six or more runs today. All right. It's not going to be pretty, but <laughs> I mean, I think, it, I think they get the job done today. Um, the angels are in next season mode and um, they're ready to get out of this one. So uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Going to be a fun day of baseball. Love, love these playoff races winding down. So super excited to watch it um, and just enjoy a great day of baseball. I mean, yeah, we're at that point of the year where it seems like every day, it, you know, games matter every, every single day. And this is the best time to watch some baseball uh, because so much stuff going on. So that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.